A podcast for the study of modern visual culture. I am your super ginky host, Ranu, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Soup. I'm Soup, and I'm dying. You're lovely. <laughs> I can be lovely and dying. I'm dying. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> this week at stands for Abayo Tumblr, because we'll be talking about Tumblr and our farewells to it. <laughs> so yep. just as a warning before we get started... This episode will most certainly be hashtag not safe for work. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, you you might have noticed that this is not the um, winter 2019 start episode. Well, we haven't really watched any of winter 2019. <laughs> so it's on that, the books. Don't worry. Don't worry. That will come out. Eventually, Very I soon, promise. Hopefully. Yes, yes. I promise. It's not gonna be like last season. I promise. <laughs> Please, oh uh, yeah. Mm, uh. uh, we'll okay. do Don't our worry. best. We'll do Don't our worry. best. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, what have you been up to? Well, um, I am. I'm just. I'm dying, Renu. I'm. I'm <laughs> suffering so badly. My my Tuesday schedule is is an honest to god eight to eight. 12 hour a day. Ooh. Uh and my Thursday is 8 till 3 except I make it harder for myself than it has to be because for some reason every time I try to go to sleep early I end up just like up at like 5 in the morning and I'm like, "Oh, I have class in 3 hours. I have to leave yeah. in 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 like 2 hours." I <laughs> I haven't slept yet. Oh no. Oh, see. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, a lot of this I I do to myself. Of course, this is yeah. technically my fault, but yeah, I, I don't want to take all the responsibility for it because I do have just a lot of reading. I spent like four or five hours reading about Marx, and that was only a third of my homework, and it was just, you know, it was it was more than I I thought it would be. I kind of kind of blindsided me and. Part of the problem is I also have a lot of other stuff going on over the weekend, so it mm. it can sometimes be hard to uh, sort of put all that together. Mm. Uh, it should be should be normalizing sometime soon, but I'm gonna have to adjust to the fact that I am I'm up I'm back up to three games of Dungeons and Dragons a week because I make poor decisions with my life. <sighs> Because you don't know how to say no to people. <laughs> Apparently, I don't, and that's yep. I, it's I kind of I promised like oh yeah I'll, I'll like run a thing way back like a year ago and and it's coming back to haunt me. Now we're, we're just gonna start tonight, and you know what? I'm just gonna go for it. I'm just gonna go for it. I, luckily, I'm I'm only running two of them, so okay. Uh, hopefully. I will live uh -huh. a little bit and it won't just be like the awkward last time where I just didn't have anything ever because I was dying all the time and had no time to, you know, do any preparation. So 
Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> you know, that one ends up being being okay. Uh, aside from that, I uh, the Grand Blue Fantasy Guild Wars event happened, or uh, oh. the, they call it Unite and Fight, and. For a solid like four hours, uh, my guild accidentally became the top ranked guild in C tier. Oh, uh, the, the well. way that the way that it works is basically unite and fight is an event in which you get pitted against other crews and you just grind points by killing a boss over and over again. Oh, yeah. So you know it it can get. A little bit hectic if you're trying to win. We usually don't try to win, but we got into C tier just barely, which is like the lowest tier you can you can get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got you know pitted against a couple of crews, which was you know, whatever. We we happened to win just because we had more points than them, and they were they were actually just really easy opponents. So we were just really <laughs> lucky, and and then. We got pitted against a crew named Comcast. So <laughs> we we named ourselves AT&T, like we renamed our guild, and then we <laughs> we crushed them into the ground. <laughs> yeah. So one of one of my Suck guildmates it. found uh the the leader of the other like the guildmaster of the other guild on Twitter and they were just firing <gasps> memes back and forth. While we ground out points, whoa, personal. Yeah, I actually feel really bad for the other crew because it was literally just one guy carrying so hard, just like, please let me rest. (laughs) Oh no! So that that poor guy, that poor guy, we really just ran him into the dirt. Um, Wow! And then we did it the next day with a different (laughs) crew. Uh, they were called Thick with two C's, of course, and yes, so we yes. named ourselves Suck with two C's, and then, you know, we we crushed them into the dirt. And oh at that point, God. we were in B tier because we ranked up because we just were in the in the top six of all the worldwide rankings for C tier, which is wow. wild. Wow. And um, yeah, so we accidentally we accidentally um, tryharded. And probably I mean, when you go to a guild master's Twitter, right? As soon as <laughs> as soon as the shit talking starts, you you kind of you know it's over. <laughs> I can't believe it. Like it really is just over. You have to win. You can't you can't lose. Um, but we did win. It was it was the only time we've ever really like tryharded a guild war. <laughs> It's the only time we've ever tried hard ever. <laughs> ever, really, yeah. And we went 4-0, which is uh like we won every single matchup. Oh my God. Which is wild. Uh it used yeah. to be it used to be that you could 5-0, but uh they removed the last day, so now there's only four matches. And okay. and we somehow it was kind of like a sports anime where we <laughs> We just we gave it our all and we reached deep into our hearts and we used that to win. You know, I, you I felt a pe- felt a piece of my soul die that day. Um, <laughs> what? But anyway, that was that was pretty fun and um, that was. I mean, I wasn't expecting to get to rank that highly, but we t- we somehow ended up doing that. But probably never again. That one. Uh, Man, I have. 
I've also been listening to a podcast about uh, professional Overwatch called the Hot Pot Podcast, which oh, is I love by that. which is by three three uh, Twitter personalities in the Overwatch professional sphere, and I love it because mm-hmm. it's it is like the least bad podcast about esports out there because it's not just oh, yeah? like three white dudes talking. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, listen, it's not three white dudes giving their super serial opinions about the future of esports. It's just, like, three fans that like esports, Overwatch specifically. And um, one of them is Korean, and then um, the other two are Chinese uh, or Chinese immigrants. Um, One one of them lives in Australia, I think. It's the Asian cast. Yeah, so it's 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 very Asian, and somebody did like an amazing uh, fan art for their podcast where they're all like gathered around. They have like the hot pot, and they all have chopsticks that are like like the um, they gave the the Korean one the metal chopsticks because that's what chopsticks are like in Korea. I was it was really cute. It was really cute, and there was really Aww. good attention to detail. And Aww. yeah, that's that's really good. Uh, honestly, if you have even a fleeting interest in professional overwatch esports or just like listening to people talk about something they're passionate about even if you're not really um sure that you're gonna like anything about it i think this this is this is the most accessible kind of podcast about that kind of thing because it's just people who like a thing talking about it which is what we're doing too to be fair yeah but we're not you know a well, hot podcast. We're not a hot pot podcast. That's that's true <laughs> but there's also only two of us which would make for kind of a, a hard hot pot like yeah you're right <laughs> you have to you have to bring a third person who you know can carry you so that you can justify <laughs> spending all the money you did it's you true. know going out for hot pot it, yes. it i have had to explain this to my friends who who didn't you know grow up going to like buffets and and mm. uh, all you can eat places where it's like mm-hmm, oh no, mm-hmm. no no this this is like a fun outing and we're gonna have like a good time but this is also war <laughs> like we are fighting the restaurant to win <laughs> Our yeah, money. We have to win our money. We have to eat enough beef <laughs> to make someone upset. <laughs> we have to win. We have to win. And they're just like, how can you win at eating? And I'm like, you can. You really, you can. This is, I know this is like a, a very specific, like, kind of Asian mentality, but you just, you, you can win. It's, it's a war. It's a fight. It, yes. It's a battle, and you, you know. Yes, the most basic goal you have whenever you attend a buffet is to eat more than what you spent. Yes, right? yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> right? It's like if you manage to consume enough beef or meat, because this—that's the easiest thing to to rack up costs. Really, it's like the most expensive stuff they have. Yeah. Uh, if you eat enough to offset the cost of eating there, then you've won. You yes, know, it's you've like. Won. You've just kind of you kind of have to eat enough like thinly sliced beef to make up like four steaks. <laughs> For me, it was seafood. I dug the seafood. <laughs> seafood, seafood's good. I I'm still a fan of the the thin cut uh, land animals though. Thin cut land animals. <laughs> yep. Uh, and the last thing I last thing I did was I didn't watch it, but um, it's worth talking about how okay a guy named H Bomber guy uh, who's okay. who's kind of like a youtube video essayist okay um did a charity stream of donkey kong 64 and raised like two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a trans charity (gasps) oh yeah and 
And also, like, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez showed up for some of it, which is to say the the congresswoman who is in charge of the 14th con- uh, Congressional District of New York showed up to talk about uh, trans rights, which Whoa. was... I mean, in a word, fucking wild. What? Yeah, what? What? <laughs> um, so this is this is kind of the future that we're the future of politics we're seeing here, where uh, a a congresswoman knows what Twitch.tv is and, and showed up on on a stream to talk about about trans rights. Uh, she got the hookup, man. Yeah. So that was very odd. He he played for like. 60 hours to finish Donkey Kong 64, which is apparently like a really long game because he was going to finish like all of it. He's got 101%. And In one stream? It was one stream, but he took like two eight-hour breaks to sleep, I think. Okay, I was going to say like, you can't... Well, I mean, no, you can yeah, you shouldn't. Long, you can, but you, you can, but you shouldn't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was the thing that happened, and it's uh, honestly kind of wild and um, not not the worst thing to happen ever no. like uh, but what this means is that we maybe have peaked in 2019 and it should we should just declare the year over because you know <laughs> it's all downhill from here it's it's kind of all downhill from there you know it's it's like the the impending specter of capitalism is looming larger and larger uh, yeah. It is becoming increasingly likely that the end of the world will come before the end of capitalism. It is, yeah. um, it is day thirty-two, I think, of the of the longest congressional shutdown in history. Thirty-three, <sighs> maybe even. Yeah, it, yeah, it, uh, it is bad. Uh, the things are not good right now. But you know, it's this kind of thing that gives you a little bit of of hope that maybe we can do something about it. Yay. So anyway, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, the most important thing that I've been up to, which is the only thing I'll talk about, is I watched Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> <gasps> yes! Oh my god! Oh Renu! My can, god, can we please? Sue. Can we please do an episode about it? I honestly... Oh, yeah, you know what? We can. Because I, I, I love that movie so much. <laughs> so I considered asking you to do it this week, but then I realized, okay. but actually, I just kind of want to see it again before I do that. Dude, that's yeah. such a good idea. I, I literally just saw it the other day, right, day before yesterday, and nice. uh, oh my god. Yeah, that, <laughs> that movie did unspeakable things to my psyche. Yes! <laughs> It, I, to my emotions, to my psyche. <laughs> you know, I I thought I thought it was like kind of a miracle that we got like a good Spider-Man movie with with Spider-Man: yeah. Homecoming, and then yeah, exactly. Sony and then Sony was just like, "You are like little baby. Watch this." Brr. Well, that's the thing is that Sony Animation, Sony Pictures Animation, right? Their repertoire up until now has not been, you know. Uh, fantastic like you would never expect them to have made this right yes up until now it's been stuff like cloudy with a chance of meatballs the smurfs which the smurfs is their highest grossing film to date even including spider-verse and then there's other stuff like hotel transylvania and which has its own weird cult following yeah and the emoji movie and then the emoji they did the emoji movie so then you think, like, how on earth, how was it even possible that this studio made Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? Because 
it doesn't look like anything else that they produced ever. Yeah, uh, it, <laughs> it 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 legitimately blows my mind how good this movie is. Yes, and I have to wonder what exactly they did to make this like what happened. Someone sold their soul, or maybe the entire animation studio did, and then they hired more people to also offer up their souls. Because yeah. Because they had, like, a uh, 100-plus animators working well, that, on this film. Th- this is what happens when, you know, you let some... I mean, arguably, like, Spider-Man is a safe property, but it has a history of, like, bad movies attached to it. This is yeah. what happens when you arguably let people take a really big risk on something. Because it is a huge risk. This, this movie is one of the most visually creative, stunning, and gorgeous yes. things I've ever, yes. I've ever seen. Period. I really want to know so badly how this movie got made, right? Like, from pitching it to, like, actually getting it made. Like, how did they do it? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've also never seen a, a comic book movie adapted in a way that actually adapts comics as a medium to movies as a medium without yeah. just, like, oh, this is, like, a live-action whatever, right? Like, this right. is literally... It, it, I'm watching a moving comic book yes. in, in, like, the best way possible. Exactly. I mean, uh, a lot of the Marvel franchise, right? They'll uh, they'll occasionally lift scenes from the comics, like like you know, pose for pose, you know, whatever, panel for panel, into the movie, right? But it's still, you know, it's still a live action movie, right? It still has its own thing. But this was just like, oh my god, like everything like from the animation to the graphic design like that beautiful marriage coming together oh <laughs> uh, the music too is so good i've been the listening music. to the i've been listening oh to the soundtrack God. over and over again it's just yes. so good yes yeah, so good like it was it was echoing in my head like long after we had left the theater i was like oh my god finally a superhero soundtrack that i just like am in love with because uh, there are a lot of like superhero properties where I'm like, I mean, that was fun to watch, you know, it was actiony, it was very mm-hmm. visually impressive, and then that's it, right? It, it's it's an almost forgettable impression. Uh, but this like this movie straight up, like it will be in my I don't know <laughs> animation hall of fame or whatever from from everything that I've watched since I was young, right? This easily trumps a lot of stuff. Like it's so yeah. so awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I we mean, can totally it, do an episode about this. <laughs> I, I I could go on about this this movie yeah. forever, but yeah. uh, here is here and now is not really the time. It's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's worth mentioning, and uh, yeah, <laughs> if you okay. get the chance and you haven't, go watch it, people. For for sure, it so. is one of the. I I legitimately think that this is my favorite movie. Period. Now. Like, I mean, I cannot think uh, of a movie that I enjoy more than this movie. This movie had me screaming. I know. Like, like you think about like how like things that might be similar to it and they don't even measure up by a country mile. No, not even <laughs> close. Not yeah. not even a little bit close. Yeah. yeah. It is ridiculous. The bar that mm-hmm. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse set. Mm hmm. Also. One of the Spider-Mans is voiced by Nick Cage, and you're gonna love him. And I loved it is that, so is much. That, is that not wild that in the year of our Lord 2019, that there is a, a character that people take seriously, uh, more or less, that is voiced by uh-huh. Nicolas Cage, 
and it's just, it's just a it's just a beloved part of pop culture now again. So, um, yeah, this this is a movie that is just there. Everything about it is incredible, and uh, I promise you, it has the best after credit scene that you will ever see in oh a spy God. in in a oh movie in a Marvel movie. It had the the best after credit scene. I I also. The fucking weirdest ending sequence I've ever seen for a Marvel movie, and that was the best. Because <laughs> they essentially just, like... I, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, a source filmmaker shit post about, like, Team Fortress or whatever. They get kind of strange. This was like that, but in a movie. And with Spider-Man. <laughs> I was like, oh. Wow, that, is that that scene from End of Evangelion? <laughs> But with Spider-Man's? But Maybe. with the Spoodermans. Spoodermans. So yeah, uh definitely watch that definitely watch that movie. Definitely watch that movie. That movie is ridiculously competent. Like yeah. blew me away. I was not yeah. I was not I was expecting it to be good because people were raving about it on my timeline. Right. And it was even better than than they right, could exactly. even have like, made it. I was like, oh yeah. I love this? I know. Like, people would say, like, you know, it's good, but good is an understatement. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> yes. It, it it was so good. It was so good. And I, I fell in love with this movie. And I promise you, if you watch it, you will, too. <laughs> there are yes. people out there that love to hate on a thing just because. But for me, as an animator, there's there was zero chance of me not liking this movie because it is so, so impressive. <laughs> Yeah, it is ridiculously stylish. Yeah, like so. just ridiculously so. Like if you if you if you think about the level of like style and polish that Persona Five had, this like this trumps it. Mm. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's really something incredible, and yeah, um, it is also like un. I mean, we're not we can't just sit here talking about Spider Verse all day, but it is it's I like. Know. It is unquestionably like a highly relatable piece of media for like everyone will relate to somebody in in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Yeah, it's it's uh, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. Anyway, let's talk about Tumblr. Uh, If you didn't know, Tumblr is a social media slash pseudo blogging website created by David Karp with a K, eventually acquired by Yahoo (laughs) that allowed users to create text posts, submit images, and reblog them, whatever. It is a social media platform. It was a verifiable haven for queer people, people of color, leftists, and also Nazis, and impressionable (laughs) young people who had to grow up in the anonymous, terrifying hell void that is the far reaches of the internet. If you've ever Uh been a part of the Tumblr space for more than about three minutes, there's an incredibly high chance that you would easily be able to recognize who else had a Tumblr. Uh... (laughs) It's. Uh, it really is like you don't think about this until you have to live in a in a space with people who have never had a Tumblr. But it really is mm. that meme where it's just like some of y'all had never had a Tumblr and it shows because <laughs> uh, it's so easy to tell who had a Tumblr. It, yeah. It's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> what are what are the symptoms of having Tumblr? Well, we'll we'll get into we'll we'll get into what the markers of of Tumblr as a uh, a general culture, or at least what the general culture eventually turned out to be, uh, <laughs> came to be. Uh, okay. It was a haven for fandom after the inevitable down spot, downward spiral of LiveJournal. 
Remember that guy's live journal. I remember. (laughs) And really where the culture came to mature into its current state, for better or for worse, though probably for the worst. In late 2018, they announced that they would ban and purge NSFW content from their platform and eventually enact the policy on December 17th. So we are now technically post-apocalypse in in Tumblr. Uh, You're not allowed to post the, the, the titties. Uh, and you know, if you, if you, if you say naughty things, the Tumblr police will get you. So all of that being said, it does not do justice to Tumblr to just give a summary like that because Tumblr was a lot of things. (laughs) It, it was a Okay. First of all, it was a bad platform. Like it was, (laughs) it was just not a good website. Um, it still isn't, and you still require a an extension to make it even vaguely usable. Ah, uh, yes. Um, and yeah, but it it is there is a lot of appeal to how customizable it is, right? Like a, with a Twitter yeah. page, you can like change the color of your blog or whatever your like timeline, your profile. You can like put a header in, but that's kind of about it. With with Tumblr, it is very much like you know if you had. CSS code basically you could just mm-hmm. make a page and so there's mm-hmm. like pages uh, like themes that people created for free mind you yeah. and you could have a for free as long as you did a credit you know and uh, people would people would make ones for like comics for like web comics hosting for I mean for podcasts really uh, mm-hmm. and and other such things um yeah, it, it was like the microblogging platform. Um yeah. and it was also a place for marginalized people to set up some semblance of a community on the internet. Yeah. Like I think mm-hmm. it was probably the queerest place on the internet for a long time. Yes, absolutely. It is also a place where straight teenage girls talked endlessly about how horny they were for bland white men in their thirties. <laughs> I don't don't think I don't think I forget. I I I remember. I remember. And it is it is I it is one of the places on on the internet that has birthed some of the most mundane absurdist content that the that the internet has ever seen. I like I have I have two posts here that will really just sum this up for you. There's one by a Okay. So this is why I'm writing this as as NSFW because you can't talk about Tumblr without talking about um Really, all this crap. So, Tumblr <laughs> user Buzz Lightyear Huge Cock says, "Some days you just gotta fist fuck yourself raw in the middle of Kmart." Tumblr user Toter Fish Fleisch responds, "Walgreens is safer and healthier." I found. Buzz Lightyear Huge Cock responds, "Safe and healthy hardly describe what I'm trying to achieve." <laughs> oh my god. Which, I mean, that was that was what a lot of. Tumblr humor was was kind of like it was just these odd absurdist statements presented without any sort of vague context uh there was all and then the other one I have here is someone my sense of humor is so dark I laugh at racist and misogynist jokes I'm a fucking psychopath me laughs at this for 15 minutes and it is a picture of a completely black background there's a hand in the foreground holding a tiny banana and there is red text in the bottom right corner that just says tiny ba 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 and there's so much happening in this one post and that's like 
that's kind of it. That's that's really what Tumblr was like. And you know, it, there were there's really nowhere else on the internet where you get content as like mundanely absurd as that. Like there's a it's a special brand of absurdist humor. And there are, there are reasons why this became the primary mode of humor on on Tumblr. A lot of them owing to kind of this like um, Marxist or pseudo-Marxist uh, perspective that uh, eventually began to uh, permeate through the the, um, the website. It was it eventually ended up as a very, on average, a very left-leaning um, kind of platform, especially when compared to any other platform on on the internet. Really, like where else? Where else were you gonna go to like get a treatise on like you know Marx's Das Kapital? And and also see posts about how horses are a god's mistake in the same like two posts of each other. It's yeah, the absolute juxtaposition of serious content to absurd content was was pretty choice. Like the you, you were you were never you never ran out of something to to look at. Um, and I mean it's kind of a shame that it's like it, it it's like not really that kind of place anymore. Um, although it kind of is, I, I have complicated feelings about it. Um, but it's also like, you know, the kind of place where, and this is uh, more akin to Reddit where people say, uh, or people talk about their lives and on for, uh, with varying degrees of truthfulness. Uh, there's the infamous example of the, um, down with sis bus where, okay. uh, a, a Tumblr user, infamously talked about their experience where uh, a bunch of trans people came out of a bus and just beat the shit out of them with shirts where, that said down with sis that was not a real event that didn't happen of course it fucking didn't happen why would didn't. why would that happen yeah um it i mean it's now more likely to happen now that you've you've said that and made that up right like you've you've created the prophecy that you were trying to to avoid um but yeah like I've I've cherry picked a post here, which is I fucked up, I fucked up, I fucked up, I fucked up by Tumblr user Silverhawk. They respond, "Shit, lad, sorry. This looks like a vent post, but I was in my living room with my mom, and we were watching that show, Finding Bigfoot, and I was scrolling on Tumblr, and without thinking, not registering, this is my mom next to me. I said, Bigfoot is a dilf, and my mom stared at me, and she was like, What? What's a dilf, Blaine? And I just and then, and then she went on her phone and searched it because she's the type of person that has to know what's up. And what I'm saying, she has to understand all lingo in her fucking, her face, her fucking face when she looked at me. She looked so ashamed. She birthed me and raised me. And I told her to her face that Bigfoot was a dilf. How the fuck do I go on? I'm hiding in my room and we just ordered pizza. How do I go on? I'm starving, but I can't look at her. She looks so ashamed. I'm, yeah. And, Okay. That's not that's not the best part about this post. Uh, this post is obviously a little absurd, but <laughs> <laughs> the next part is really what makes it like very Tumblr, which is someone responds with today and things that didn't really happen, which. Um, right. I mean, a valid criticism. But then someone responds, you are a Raylo fan blog, but you want to educate me on things that could never happen. OK. <gasps> and. 
Yeah, that that person was utterly destroyed. Like, I mean, if you if you don't know, Raylo is the the ship name for Kylo Ren and uh, Rey from yeah. uh, the new yeah. Star Wars movies. But boy, that was just that takedown was like oh unnecessarily my God. brutal. Yep. Knife to the heart, man. That was yeah. Rude. <laughs> yep. But it was, I mean, oh like this, this is the kind of place where people were very awkward and strange and had no, no real socialization oftentimes with the greater world outside, um, which is not to say that the social interactions one has on the internet are invalid, but just that there are very specific uh, flavor, especially on Tumblr, because it was, and I will get into this, a very uh, unmoderated Wild West. Yeah. But it was also the kind of place where people had a lot of really good ideas that, yeah. I mean, may or may not have gone places. But, like, this one is, and this this was, like, this is pretty part of the course, honestly, um, about a lot of people who wanted something more out of out of their media experiences. You know, somebody wrote, I had a dream about a version of Snow White where she's actually, like, 12, and the dwarves basically adopted her. And it was basically Snow White and her seven short dads. <laughs> When she got poisoned by the queen, the dwarves all gave her one last kiss on the forehead to, stay, to say goodbye before her funeral. And that was the true love's kiss she needed to wake up because her dads all loved her very much. Anyway, Snow White is public domain, so there's literally nothing stopping me from publishing this. That was, uh, that was uh, a post by a Tumblr user named A Girl Named Ed. And, you know, this, this is also the kind of thing that you saw a lot. There were, it was a lot of very creative people. And it's kind of weird because Tumblr also became a place where... A lot of artists ended up just kind of by yeah. chance. It was like the only real social media platform that had any sort of accommodation for art. Um, mm-hmm. Like this is where a lot of people went after people stopped using DeviantArt. I mean, people still use DeviantArt, but it's not a social media platform. It it is an yeah, exactly. art portfolio platform. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, this is this. I mean, to be fair, we use it like a social media platform, but that's just weird. weird. Like we were very strange, right? Now. We we had a very like specific subculture that we were uh, we grew yeah, up in. Yeah, it, it's um, kind of a miracle that you and I even met. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of freaking wild. So, I mean, there were a lot of a lot of people who did a lot of really good work. Uh, they a lot of people who who were writing and drawing and and doing all kinds of things. You know, linking their Etsy pages where they make like I don't know, Bilbo Baggins tea cozies. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. Eh. and it was, uh, there's a lot of very specific things about, about old Tumblr. Like there, here's, here's throwbacks to 2013 specific Tumblr experiences. Can you make that ask rebloggable? Asks did not used to be rebloggable. You had to take a screen cap of them and then yeah. post them and then reblog it. Yeah. <laughs> Any posts more than three sentences long getting reblogged as a link. <laughs> I hated that. That was so obnoxious. Because it's like a, it's one continuous timeline, and you don't want to like take yourself out of that tab. Exactly. Just that yeah. one having having to click to open up a new page was just enough to like turn people away from whatever it is that you wrote. So that sucked. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, seeing someone's reply in a comment chain deleted and wondering what stupid thing they said to get themselves <laughs> deleted. Uh, that was also a thing that happened. Sometimes you would go to a blog and they would just be gone. Um, mm-hmm. Having the power to delete slash edit other people's comments in general. This was a thing. Like, oh. you kind of... There was... Uh, I, I'm not lying when I say it was kind of a Wild West town. Because you could kind of just edit other people's posts and it would still have their name 
and it would just be reblogged with the new text. And as you can tell, that might have been um, not the greatest idea and kind of a disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, reaction image folders. Well, that one's pretty straightforward. I think a lot of people had these. I still have one of these. Yeah, I might lose yeah. I might lose followers for this, but this blog supports gay rights. Boy, that was that was like in the baby days of Tumblr when baby it, it had yet it had yet to evolve into the weird like puritanical witch hunt it was. Um, yeah. Tom Hiddleston and Bandy Toots Thirst. Yeah, I, this is what I mean mm. by me, like mediocre white dudes. Like the people were all <laughs> over these guys. Uh, a billion posts about ex anime nerds getting back to anime because of Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan was really big on Tumblr. Yeah, oddly very big. Like, I never like strangely quite big. It. Yeah. Like Titan sized almost. Um <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean it was um Yeah, I remember a lot of discourse about Attack on Titan, especially because the uh, creator of Attack on Titan uh is is like a known Japanese nationalist, which is kind of wild considering his like entire work was about not trusting the like propaganda of the military. I don't know. It's it is it's a somewhat ironic historical footnote. Um reblog this image if you're in the X fandom. Yeah, there there was a lot of like fandom and self-labeling about fandoms and this oh, is yeah. where fandom kind of evolved into what could arguably be um, described as, like, the monstrous form it takes now. Uh, yeah, there were, like, maps of fandoms in Tumblr, like, like every year that someone would make yeah, a map. It was, like, it, was like a goddamn, <laughs> it was like a goddamn Game of Thrones, like, power struggle. It was very strange. <laughs> and it... this I feel like this was the last era where people really identified themselves with, like, larger fandoms before they realized, mm. wait... This is not a good way to like t- like consume media really. It was awesome at the time because you could find people who liked the thing that you liked. But then, mm-hmm. you know, it, you realized, well, actually having this many people in like a mob is just never a good idea. But, you know, this this Tumblr is is one of the big reasons why Homestuck was so big and mm. also one of the reasons why Homestuck was so reviled at every anime convention for a solid like 5 <laughs> years. Um Fans loved that shit, and they and they emulated fandom, and they evolved fandom into what it is now. And it, and I would argue that like Undertale was probably like the the like really the last big thing that happened mm. in terms of fandom. I mean, the Undertale fandom got kind of strange. Like there are people drawing skeleton dicks and ecto come. And it it was just kind of a, a wild time. And, you know, that's when you realize, like, well, okay, I'll, I'll, children are probably playing this game and looking on their favorite website, Tumblr.com, to find fan art. And they're just like, oh, that's a skeleton dick. Oh, God, this should have been tagged better. Oh, boy. Adults uh, are the worst. Yeah. A, yeah. Lot of, a lot of scrolling. There was a lot of, like, you can't go through your Tumblr timeline in public in where public, people can yeah. see your screen. <laughs> because uh, people wouldn't always tag appropriately. And and there was there were a lot of things that you know nowadays we kind of think about as as cringy, but at the time you know you're like 15, you're like wow this is so cool, you know you you get to be part of like a weird underground subculture that not a lot of other people really know about, right? Uh, and so they had this like oh I like your shoelaces thing, thanks I stole them from the president, right? To to signal that they were into the same things, and really it's just. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, like at that point, maybe you should just like say it with your mouth like a real human being. But I get it. I mean, I, I understand the kind of <laughs> uh, fun secretiveness there is to being part of part of a um, what is a, what is a subculture. And it is a subculture. You never realize when you're in it how much of a, a weird like niche subculture it is until you're outside of it. And for right. me, that was for me, that was when I got to college, like when I got mm. when I uh, transferred into uh, a four year university. Uh, and was roomed with people who just had vastly different life experience than I did. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh, I'm not like a normal person. I thought I was a normal person, <laughs> but no, I'm just, I'm really weird. Now I have to speak a different language. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not to say that to I... differently. <laughs> right, it's not to say that I, that, that I didn't, right? Uh, and then, yeah. yeah, Flower Crowns, Flower Crowns on Hannibal characters. Oh, Hannibal, Hannibal was so big. Hannibal? was so humongous on tumblr like yeah. oh my god the fandom people, was wild people people loved that that funky little murder man who ate the people that were bad um <laughs> and his maybe boyfriend i guess uh i don't know mads, do mads mickelson yeah. is like the greatest thing to come out of that though let's let's be honest <laughs> let's he's pretty, be honest he's pretty, yeah he's pretty good he has like high cryptid energy he's very strange yeah listen it, he, he seems to not know where he is ever and at the same time like comes out and is like yes i am a weird danish man and i am i have stolen this show it's mine now and you're like yeah. oh mads oh mads <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah i i I, re- I i think in remembering tumblr and why it was so big and important like it was I mean, it really was just in the right place at the right time. It was it was just where people went after LiveJournal um, with, uh, with all their fandom stuff. And that inevitably led to... And, like, I'm talking about this, and I'm, like, reading off of a sheet of paper that I wrote, like, yesterday at, like, 4 a.m. <laughs> and if I had more time in my life, I would probably make a video about this. But mm-hmm. I don't, so this is kind of the best we're going to get. And like Randy, you I don't know what your experience personally was like with Tumblr, but I was like I was in the middle of all of this. You were in the thick of it. I was very much on the outer margins of it. Like, oh, my friends are using Tumblr. I'll go on Tumblr and see what's up with that. And I liked it, so I I made a personal Tumblr and I made an art Tumblr and then I haven't touched my personal one in like many, many years. And then my art one I still post to every now and then when I remember it exists. But Right. Yeah, yeah, it I was mean, basically just another thing to keep up with my friends, just kind of like how I use Facebook. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I mean, that's that is that's why people adopted it, and that's why I use Twitter now. Um, mm. But it's, I mean, it's 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 weird because it, <laughs> like, there there's a lot about Tumblr that I think people have kind of mistaken ideas about. Right. Um, Mm. Because people who were not in the space don't quite understand what it was like to be in the space. And yeah, the basis of Tumblr. Right. Because let's be honest. Around 2013 and 14, like there were a couple of of websites basically that that mattered. It was like people used Twitter for like real life stuff, I guess. Like this is how I talk to people that I've like met once. It's like Facebook, but like a little bit better because Facebook is just the worst. Uh, and has kind of <laughs> yeah. always been the worst. Um, <laughs> and, and Reddit was like, was interesting because 
that was back in the days when Reddit actually generated unique and original content instead of just reposting everything like a million times. Um, <laughs> but it's the, the the actual discourse that happened in a lot of Reddit communities, which to be fair is like we have to keep in mind that Reddit is like purposefully subdivided into specific communities and mm-hmm. that there's not like a larger Reddit community, but a lot of the discourse in in Reddit and the kind of thread that I see that I saw running through Reddit at the time. And the reason I didn't really use it was because the the mode of thinking on Reddit was very kind of rationalist, right? It was very mm-hmm. debate focused. It was very, um, I mean, for, for lack of a, a better word, it was very like, like the Reddit was basically where like the, the like skeptic community lived, which is like yeah. the group of people who made like angry YouTube videos about um, really bad Christian people. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and it was a place where uh, it was thought to be like kind of ruled by by logic and reason and, and rational mm. debate. And of course, like all of this is just kind of like like masculine bullshit that we can all see through now. We're just like, well, actually, no, none of this was really objective to begin with. You're just you're just kind of yelling at each other and, and, and attempting to one up each other. But Tumblr was mm. much the same way, just in a different way, because right. Tumblr's Tumblr's like ideological basis was much closer to like literary critique because mm-hmm. of because of all the people who like migrated here from live journal you know mm-hmm. to to make fan fiction and that was a large part of the the initial user base for tumblr um to make fan fiction and and to participate in fandom is to look at things through a critical lens and to analyze them and i mean you know to purposely read things wrong sometimes you know, to to say like this is this is um like this is the idea of of like queer theory, right? It's like I'm not reading this the way it was intended to be readed or to be read, rather to be readed to be readed um to be read. But it's it's still a valid interpretation because that's how interpretation works, right? Yeah. And it was it was also very sociological, right? There was, I mean, this is this is where the kind of like dichotomy of like the social justice warrior was born, uh, and yeah. later it was it was kind of like picked up. Or, or like initially, social justice warrior was a thing that people like. It was a label that people wore with with pride because you know it meant like I. You know, I believe in in social justice and and the kind of yeah. you know, tenets I stick of like up for the little man, right? Sticking up for like marginalized group because a lot of people on Tumblr were marginalized groups, and yeah. they didn't have the language to express that frustration until they they got on Tumblr and were were kind of, I mean, for lack of a better word, indoctrinated into the space. And it was interesting because um, it became clear at a certain point that people didn't really understand the things they were doing. And they were also quite young, and so um, yeah. no one ever, no one ever told them like, okay, like l- l- at the end of the day, like we should probably still be a little bit reasonable to each other and not send each other death threats over differing um, ideas. Because yeah. um, mm-hmm. no matter no matter what you think about it, if you're if you're sending people hundreds and hundreds of death threats for. Uh, fucking up slightly and it was it was in uh, sometimes very slight bad things that they did yeah uh, then you know you're you're doing something that's not good and you're Mm -hmm. kind of losing sight of of what social justice was was about really um about like if 
if your social justice isn't for people, then who's it for? You know, it's it's performative, right? And that was right. a large problem with with the way that Tumblr eventually developed, where that was assen- that essentially this performative social justice, um, this performative. I mean, it, it eventually became like a performative, like puritanical culture. Yeah. It it, it it was like it's a self perpetuating self perpetuating thing where it was like uh, if you even so much as criticize these you know this this group then you were just part of the problem and then they would right. go even harder and they would just yeah. include you in their criticism right you would be in the war path and yeah. so the it, it just whatever you did just made them stronger kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was very witch hunt e, and I think yeah. people people will uh, point to that and just be like, "Look, look at look at social justice. They they're all witch hunters. They're not doing it for real people. They're doing it for themselves." And I mean, to to a large extent, that was true. But uh, I mean, there were at, at the end of the day, a lot of people were exposed to some ideas that they wouldn't think about necessarily. And I think that. Uh, if people were more willing to um, not just kind of boil things down to black or white issues, and yeah. if people were more willing to put in work, and it is it is work to um, to do social justice, right? Like I was I was very you know passionate about this when I was uh, when I was younger, uh, but now that I've I've grown up, it was it's so hard for me to be angry anymore. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I am obviously I'm like furious about the the things that are happening, the kind of injustice that happened in the world, but my role in it has, has become so small and, and so like my perspective, uh, yeah, of the way I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like, I've, as I've grown older, I've gained a lot of perspective and it's like, I, like, I just don't have the time or the emotional energy to expend, you know, rehabilitating someone and sometimes the best thing you can do is just to stop talking to somebody if if they're gonna you know not i mean this isn't to say like you know take shit don't take shit right but i'm not gonna go out of my way to just be like you said a bad thing how dare you you know it's like well i'll like i'll like gently correct you i'll just be like well actually you know whatever um and if you're not gonna listen right i i mean i'm I'm probably just gonna be less willing to talk to you to be honest it's not yeah it's not that hard um, yeah, I mean, everyone I just, needs someone to check themselves, like or right. to check each other, like, right? Like someone it, you trust, and it, and and when people go on these witch hunts, it's because they're going unchecked, right? Those people right. are the ones that are going unchecked. The call out post culture became so toxic on on Tumblr yeah. that mm-hmm. it eventually cannibalized itself. Because mm. boy, it was it was it was kind of wild to just see like. Uh, OP is is like etc etc etc. Oh yeah, well this OP is etc etc etc. And it's like whoa, okay, this is getting really heavy, and I don't want I don't want a part yeah. of this. Like you guys are just tearing each other apart for no other reason than for like brownie points. And right, it, it gets to a point where you know it's it is a toxic space, and obviously you can't talk about Tumblr as like a a, a big thing, right? Like a, a a a uniform hive mind collective mass, but the larger culture of a very large part of it was like this and it was it was like adults adults sending death threats to children and children sending death threats to adults and it's like it's not the kind of space that you want anybody to grow up in really yeah yeah like tumblr had a very flattening effect on on everything right it didn't really matter what you what you were like 
young, old, what what race you were, except for unless you were, you know, fishing for brownie points. Or sometimes in the case of like legitimately talking about like, you know, legitimacy and like, you know, claim to talking about an issue, right? You know, it is yeah, I'm I'm more likely to listen to somebody who has the experiences that we're like talking about than somebody who like has never experienced them, right? It's like I would never listen to like a white person try to talk about the Asian American experience. I just wouldn't, right? Because like that's mine. <laughs> that's like, mine. Not, which is which isn't to say like, you know, yo, you can never talk about it ever. It's just how how can you possibly have the perspective that I have? Right. Like, why right. are you talking over me about this? They they would only be able to talk about their own personal perspective on something like as an outsider. They would be able to say, as an outsider, this is my perspective on such and such. Right. It, right. It, it's very like you can't you can't categorize it or like, you know, lump it all together as like <laughs> one thing. <laughs> but yeah. There was a very like volcanic period of, of Tumblr where this this was kind of being fought over and, and hashed out, and like there was a lot of uh, boy some of, some of the subcultures that like arose on Tumblr were very strange. Like there was a shoplifting community that like uh, arose on Tumblr oh. that um, decided that shoplifting was a way to uh, subvert capitalism. And consumerism. Get it back at the man. Right. Getting back at the man when in reality it's actually just, you know, hurting like retail workers. And yeah. <laughs> like even if it isn't like we, we have to stop thinking about th- like like bullshit like that. Right. Like we, we can't just we can't just say like, oh, uh, this is like hurting the man. It's it's not. The man doesn't give a shit. Um, but you you have the the potential to be hurting the actual like working people who work there. And at that point, like, again, it's like, what, what is your social justice for? Who is it for? Um, right. Not not only to mention, like, <laughs> just it's kind of a flawed ideological basis to begin with. Right. It's like, yeah, you, you can't talk about anti-capitalism. Well, at the same time, uh, explicitly participating in in the like commodity exchange of capitalism. Right. Yeah. There is. You can't you like. You don't, you lose, I, here's the thing. I understand people who have to shoplift for necessities like food. I, but the problem with the shoplifting community, which, but those are words that really came out of my mouth just now, right? Like a community (laughs) of people that shoplift or really like privileged white people. Like they were like privileged white Mm -hmm. people that stole makeup and cosmetics and Mm. things that are not necessarily like you're not stealing medicine or bread to feed your family like you're just mm. you're stealing makeup because you don't want to pay for it mm. and it's like yeah i, I get yeah. it you know yeah it really sucks that we're we're living in a society where everything is assigned value and the value exchange uh is like king and your your worth as a human being is is reduced to a a mon- like a, a quantitative value but that's not the way to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. I think Tumblr is the only place that'll tell you that Tumblr isn't over. Like, I th- there are a lot of people <laughs> still on that platform who uh, have basically weathered every every storm that has passed through Tumblr and potentially <laughs> been ending it. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, old and jaded people that have been on that website forever that are still using it. 
Yeah, like the people who like stay stick around even though the town is evacuating for a hurricane or something. Yeah, like I don't think they're wrong. Like I, I don't think Tumblr is like completely dead, but uh, I also think that it's been probably a little while since um, everyone has just kind of generally moved on. Uh, supposedly, the mm-hmm. queerer and leftur groups migrated to Mastodon, um, like Mastodon communities. What? Uh, Mastodon is Wait. like in some it's like an open source tumblr not a tumblr uh, a twitter sort of thing where you set up uh instances which are like um like subreddits essentially where you can exist and and tweet at each other huh yeah okay. um and then i think everyone else probably just drifted towards like instagram or twitter uh obviously right, no one yeah. lives on facebook yeah um but yeah, I know it. It kind of feels like part of it was just a lot of a lot of people on on the internet. Like I don't know, for lack of a better word, growing up. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, to to I don't have a better word for this, but they're like Twitter and Instagram are like quote unquote realer social medias. Um, the thing is that Tumblr is like such a such a relic of like old internet of like internet like. I I guess 2.0 or like 3.0. I don't I don't know how we're measuring this, but mm-hmm. the kind of internet where wild anonymity was just the norm and you would never mm-hmm. know anybody except for like their Tumblr icon. You just be like, "Oh, I mean that that person is, has just always been like uh, a picture of um like I don't know, uh a lemon with like a hat on it." Like, that's just how it Yo, is. Yeah, it, that is how it is. Because like even recently, like when I've logged into my Tumblr to post an art thing, uh, I'll I'll have a glance at my feed or whatever my timeline, and it'll be all these people, and I'm like, who who are you though? Right. Because who, they all change their usernames. People? Yeah. They change their usernames. They change their icons, and now it's just like I don't know who you are anymore. I'd have to like scroll all the way through your blog to like figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have that. I have that too. Especially because I stopped using Tumblr sometime last year, uh, mm. probably in the first couple of months. I just kind of moved on to other things. I guess I don't know. It just wasn't something that occupied a lot of my time anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was that was really before uh, this whole kerfuffle went down about about having not safer content on on the platform. Yeah, it just kind of became something that I I didn't. I guess need anymore. Um, I, I, that's kind of a, a weird way to put it, but it, it is almost like you know, growing up, and you're like, well, I don't need my imaginary friend anymore. Which is not to say that you know those relationships aren't legitimate. There are a lot of people that I met on Tumblr that like I'm still like mutuals with and still talk to. And like t- Tumblr is like where I like the thing is I moved to Tumblr from DeviantArt, and so my sort of modus operandi was just to follow as many artists as possible. Because mm-hmm. all my artists, uh, my, like all the artists that I followed, were going to Tumblr, so I just followed mm-hmm. all of those people, and I I just kept finding new people to follow. And eventually, I was following like like eight thousand art blogs or something. It was something ridiculous. Um, oh my god! But like like <laughs> Tumblr is like the first place where I I saw a lot of these a lot of these people that I mean I still see today, right? Uh, because I'm still following their twitters. Um, but you know that it was like the the place where I saw like you know Lee Hama's art for the first time. Um, and she had she had a comic about um, uh, like I th- I think she was the one that did the comic about the um when adults have to when adults go on like adventures 
Like she, she had mm. this belief when she was younger that adults always went on like a fantastical adventure, uh, but they weren't allowed to tell anybody about it, which I thought was really cute. <laughs> and I think that's, I think that's why I started following her. Um, mm. Now that I think about it, uh, I couldn't remember back when we did the gourmet hound episode, but that really might be it. <laughs> like I probably saw that comic circulating around and like, you know, people, people that we know have had their posts kind of like all over Tumblr, like, like, like Cole's cat post, like his cat drawing. Mother of God. Yeah, that, the, that post has been all over the place. Post. And the fact that people have come after him being like, you can't repost this without crediting the artist. And he's like, I am, I, yeah, the, I am the artist. artist. I did this, right? Well, it's also partially because he never signs his God dang work. So yeah, that's, that's true. That's, that's his know. fault. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there, there's like there's a post about um, um, that our friend, our friend Cole, a lover of Scythe, has done, which... Yeah. D- is like actually pretty pretty like uh, like famous i guess on on tumblr about his cat yeah it 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 was so sad and and yeah it it got super freaking internet famous for a while and i think it is still circulating uh even my ava post the 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 ava drawing that i did i've had people come up to me at conventions being like oh i saw this on tumblr and i'm like wow oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> who are you yeah i'm like oh <laughs> yeah I, I i think it felt like for a long time that tumblr was uh, a place that would foster some kind of uh, some kind of change right mm. like there was there was a kind of spark in tumblr of what could be uh, mm-hmm. be- I mean, and part of this is because it was such a like, uh, at least nominally anti-capitalist space, right? And this, mm. and and this is like the primary mode of of communication on Tumblr, and like the primary mode of of humor was absurdist. And I contend that the reason that this is the case is largely the reason that it was the case in like you know the the early twentieth century with like Dada, right? It's like neo Dada mm-hmm. because. Uh, people who are tired and exhausted of of being in a system that only cares about value right mm. making text posts is like it it simultaneously like fulfills that value because people are like validating you and at the same time it's like completely worthless like it's just nothing mm. and people have people have tried to to monetize the communities there was uh the famous case of a lot of really big tumblr users uh, Tumblr user Pizza being one of them, who essentially okay. leveraged their huge audiences, like mi- like thousands of people followed, like hundreds of thousands of people followed them, maybe even millions. Um, probably not millions. I don't think that many people use Tumblr, <laughs> but mm-hmm. like they had such wide reaching audiences, and and their posts also had an even larger reach because people would reblog them, and they would reach people outside of that right it was truly a way for or, uh, content to go viral and those people turn around and started selling diet supplements right and, oh. and like participating in like these like pyramid schemes and and eventually those wow. disappeared and there was like um boy like what there was that one blog run by that like 14 year old it was like memes of production or something no i don't remember but people were like oddly hostile to this like really funny 14 year old there's like man i'm so glad that she's not making content anymore it's like whoa like that wow like there was a reason that that those posts were popular it's because they they were absurd and funny and you're just like 
yeah, I don't know. It was it was a very strange, a very strange place, honestly. And <laughs> it was also like just counter to any kind of marketing at all. Like it was it was yeah. the kind of place where it was impossible to market anything on purpose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it was so it was such a microcosm of like the current sort of cultural space that exists for people who grew up on the internet or grew up with the internet where, mm-hmm. you know, advertisements, they work for sure, but like, uh, they're less likely to work. I mean, they still, they still work and don't kid yourself. They still work on people who uh, are aware that they're advertisements, but, uh, it is, you know, we're kind of moving into a mode of, of, um, commerce uh, as as young people i guess as, mm-hmm. as those youngins that where <laughs> what we value above all else is like um real testimony and recommendations by people we trust right and for some yeah. people that is like you know celebrities like marketing a product like dr disrespect marketing g fuel for gamers <laughs> and you know sometimes it's it's just like hey i'm like a person like uh, like a, a real human art person that you've been following for like four years. I use this tablet and it's pretty good and cheap. Maybe you consider using it if you are thinking of getting into art. And you're like, yeah, right. Like that kind of thing is is way way better at selling and moving product than than anything else is nowadays. Um, mm. Especially for people who are kind of savvy to to the um, to the space. And it's like it's a very interesting place that that we're in now, where. Tumblr doesn't really exist in that capacity anymore. I mean, it still exists, but it it kind of feels like what's really left is just like an endless repetition loop of of the last thing it was before it died. It's just kind of like it's like echoing a, a an unforgettable past, not realizing that it's dead. Right? It's it's oh I mean, it's, it's very God. it's kind of, it's very like Ava, right? Where you where you're, it's like. <laughs> It is like where the the boundaries between everything have kind of like the world is over. It, it's kind of ended, and then like it's kind of apocalyptic to to look at it that way. But it Tumblr just doesn't feel like the same place it was, and more than that, it doesn't feel like a place with a future, and it doesn't feel like a place where. Um, anything more will it's like it's like barren earth now <laughs> you know it's it's kind of like scorched we're gonna have earth. a tumblr rebuild and we're gonna have another right. film franchise and throw a lot of money at it <laughs> in like 10 years we'll have tumblr rebuild when we're all living in like either the like terrible dystopian remnants of of a, of a nuclear winter or uh maybe maybe a place that is slightly better than today I don't know. It it is it is difficult <laughs> to really judge that. And I mean like I'm ki- I'm kind of sad about it, I guess. Like in in kind okay. of a weird nostalgic way because mm-hmm. Tumblr was was a large part of of shaping me as as I grew up. And obviously mm-hmm. I eventually developed some critical thinking for myself and was like had the the luxury of being able to examine my own assumptions um mm. and think for myself really i guess and you know analyze where where these feelings were coming from where these feelings of frustration and and passion were coming from and what i wanted to do with them and it 
I, I think I'm lucky in that respect because I think a lot of people never really grew out of that. And I, I'm not saying that they necessarily have to, but uh, I, I think there's I mean, it's I, I think it's valuable um, to mm-hmm. to have that larger perspective because um, uh, like Tumblr was a was a place that just kind of let you indulge in whatever it was like it was it was kind of the last remnant of of the weird wild west internet um before all of these like regulations and and all of these spotlights sh- shown and uh people becoming more and more in line with you know how they pr- present themselves in real life right uh or in in like kind of the physical space it's i mean and to draw like a weird comparison it's kind of like the san francisco of the internet where San Francisco is an inhospitable, terrible place where nothing is ever okay. No one can possibly live there because it is Whoa. hostile to all forms of life, uh, whether Whoa. it be financially or socially. But that's also kind of the appeal of it, right? That's kind of why I like it. I, I like the what? fact that it is a place that is so hostile to people that no one feels welcome there. But... Yeah, and it's it's also like it's it's kind of a weird wild west town where like everything is is pretty much the same as it was like like sixty years ago, kind of. Uh, now there's just more tech startups, and you know it's it's kind of sad to see that kind of place go. But you you realize that it, it kind of has to, right? There's 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 no getting San around Francisco it. San Francisco has to go. <laughs> no, I mean this is this is real. San Francisco has something in San Francisco has to break. Before it gets better, because the zoning laws I mean we can't build up the we can't build down because we're not like super future people. And we also have earthquakes, and that's just a giant hazard in and of itself. You know, we can't expand outwards because we're on a fucking peninsula. There's nowhere to go for San Francisco, so something has to break before it gets better. Um, oh God! But like to give to give you a sense of perspective. No drama anywhere on the internet will ever stack up to the kind of drama that existed on Tumblr.com. Because <laughs> Tumblr.com was the kind of place where somebody is, is, was legitimately, like, a community of people probably even, like, multiple people were, were kin, which is, like, a term referred to um, as, like, identifying with uh, something or someone uh, as, as your kind of identity marker, right? Like... To say, like, I'm kin with, like, this fictional character is, is to say, like, you know, I, I, I identify heavily with this character to the point where the distinction is, like, pretty much non-existent, right? And yeah. I've never personally understood it, but, like, you know, you do whatever makes you happy, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm sure that old people don't understand what, like, young people are doing with their identities, and maybe I'm becoming an old person. But, like, honestly, if that, if that shit makes you happy, then whatever, um... I don't have to understand it. I just have to say, like, cool. Like, I mean, it's neat that you have a new way of expressing yourself that I never would have have, have thought of. Um, But, you know, people on Tumblr were, like, and this is not not like a joke even, right? Like, a lot of kin accounts on Tumblr were jokes. Like, it's like, oh, I'm a plant kin. Um, But sometimes it was hard to tell because some people were, like, actually like that. And then some people were just what they thought what that was like. And it was... It became. It was kind of a comedy of errors. It became increasingly hard to tell sometimes. Um, except some people were like very obvious. Like, do you know? Do you know this? Where like, if people make a fake account for like quote unquote leftist ideals, um, but like they're really shitty, it's always really clear that they don't actually get it. 
<laughs> but anyway, my point is people were legitimately kidding with Andrew Jackson, the seventh actual president of the United <laughs> States of America. Like the like the guy on the twenty dollar bill who was like the worst dude ever and a giant racist and like did everything he could to like take land away from and kill Native Americans like like that guy people are kidding that guy who does that he, he's their spirit animal he, I, like <laughs> why <laughs> I I mean but I it, I don't. Like, <laughs> I want to be understanding of people and, like, uh, accommodating of their identities. But that's, like, you're making it so hard for me. It's it's part of the absurdist humor. I, I don't think so. I think people actually were just like, you know, I, I just identify really heavily with Andrew Jackson, seventh president of the United States of America. And and there was, there was nothing funnier than seeing, like, um, uh, like, a discourse post, like a serious discourse post about whatever yeah. topic. And then someone goes, uh, OP is, is kin with Andrew Jackson. And you're just like, what? That just throws everything out the window. Nothing matters anymore. <laughs> And there's al- there's always, of course, the OP as a necrophile, and that's, like, a real thing oh, that no. people were, like, doing. And it's just like... Oh, no. Oh, boy. Um, yep. Like, there was drama about a person who was stealing bones from unmarked graves to do witchcraft. This was <gasps> real. This was a real oh. documented thing that happened. Oh. Which is, like, okay. That's not... Okay. Sure. <laughs> There was a there was a person who sent their amputated toe to another person to make jewelry out of it, and I oh. guess it was technically legal because I was their toe. It's their toe, yeah. They can do what they want with it. I I guess. I mean, there there were definitely some um, health concerns about shipping a toe uh, across the United States, but like this this is the kind of shit that happened on tumblr.com it was so wild and you can't even imagine how wild it got uh, there was like woody's roundup which was a thing that you probably were not around for but it was a thing no. where um people who were shitty on tumblr.com like um like people with truly shitty accounts like often deactivated due to harassment which is i mean a problem but then somebody would take the the url and this is a thing you could do you could just if somebody deactivated their account you could just take it essentially Mm -hmm. or you could hack into the account and this is a thing that happened Mm -hmm. as well but people would just set the picture to uh woody from toy story doing his like thousand yard glass eyeball faking being a toy (laughs) stare and and it would just and it would just be um the header would just become howdy partner and then that was it there was just like you could see and it legitimately felt like the remnants of a battlefield when you watched a discourse post pass by your your dashboard and you saw like wood like half them are woodies and you're like oh those people don't exist anymore they're part of the Woody Collective now. And, like, the people who were, like, who were Woodied, in a sense, were, um, they were, like, Nazis and pedophiles and TERFs. And it's, like, yeah, okay. It became, like, kind of a weird vigilante force where they, the would, they would start, like, yeah, and, and if people were being shitty, they would start commenting on the post howdy partner howdy partner howdy partner oh. and it was like really weird and distressing and, and distressing. then if they deactivated their account and like somebody would just woody it and it was like <laughs> that was the kind of shit that happened on tumblr and i cannot make this up 
people are so yeah. weird. And we got the like highest spectrum of weirdness on this website. And to see that it's kind of just gone is kind of a yeah. shame. Like, I don't think people will ever stop being weird, but this was like peak weird. Yeah. Constable Frozen was a thing that happened. Like, somebody who just made incredibly, incredibly competent and highly elaborate uh, edits of Disney movies. Like, no joke, at least a, at least half of them were, like, uh, the Frozen characters donning Iron Man suits. And it looked like it fit in the universe because this person was some kind of photoshopping genius. It was very strange. <laughs> I don't... Like, it was... I don't know. There is... There's just something there's I mean, we, we lost something when when Tumblr stopped, you know, existing uh, in in the capacity that it was it was before, because, you know, it, it was like a place where um, it felt like a real counterculture existed and a real community existed. Well, maybe not a real community, but a community or some semblance thereof existed. And, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like. It is something that we have to say goodbye to because, you know, for all of its faults, it was a place where people were expressing themselves with such honesty and, and earnestness and honestly strangeness that I just like we really just saw that. That's it, man. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was also a place for like marginalized people to carve out an existence and be recognized and for people to sell sex work as a legitimate business. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. We'll we'll always have like new communities and new platforms that people migrate to, or that you know new new young upsetties, young you know like like SJWs or whoever you know uh, that they'll they'll find a new place. But Tumblr, I don't think there will be quite anything that is just like Tumblr. It it was just no. such a unique yeah existence that you can never really replicate it. Right. It was it was a very strange powder keg and it, it you know it <laughs> it went off and it lasted much longer than anybody really expected it to. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but now we're just kind of staring at the embers and and we kind of we kind of miss that fire. And uh, that it's not to say that it's not I don't miss it. Well, I don't go back to my old blog and look at it nostalgically. I'm like, who? <laughs> Yeah, I mean to be to be fair, like a lot of a lot of this is of course like the benefit of hindsight and nostalgia, right? It's like <laughs> I mean, boy, it was an emotionally charged experience existing on Tumblr in in like the early you know, um 2010s and the late 2010s. Yeah. I think a lot of people were able to vent a lot of things on Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was the, the it was an expression on the internet of of a place that wasn't just like mainstream or purely rational or or whatever. It was a place where people gathered together to talk about the things they liked to, I mean, somewhat detrimental degrees at some point. Um <laughs> like if you're if you're sending death threats to each other about like Underdale discourse, you've like you need to take you need to take a step back, honey. Yeah. Like you can't no. Like we we just yeah. have to stop that, right? Yeah. We, we have to collectively agree that that's just not okay to do anymore. Um mm -hmm. and I think yeah, I I don't know where that community has gone. I'm I'm sure it's out there. And this this is the thing, right? Like Tumblr used to be a source of of um 
of memes and content. And in fact, it used to be a really, uh, probably in the last couple of years of its life, it, it like supernova and became a place where people just te- took screen caps from Tumblr and they just posted Tumblr posts to Reddit and they were just like, look, this is a funny meme. It's like, yeah, you didn't they make would post that. Yeah, they posted to Reddit. I'd see like, it on you, Facebook you and I'd that. be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I'm I'm like weirdly weirdly sad about it um, being gone. Uh, it's kind of like saying goodbye to a phase of your life, you know. Right. It, it it's it is saying goodbye to to uh, to your youth. Right. It's like saying <laughs> you'll never remember the last time that you like went inside uh, after playing outside with your friends. But there was a time when that happened. Hmm. And you know it's kind of it's kind of like that, right? Like the sun the sun is setting. And everyone's going inside, and we might just not come out again. I mean, it, uh, <laughs> which is kind of a grim, kind of a grim way to put that. But like, you know, I've, I mean, I've always been kind of a hermit, but I, it's even more real now. I just kind of don't exist in a social media sense anymore, especially because social media has gotten so conflated with with meat space. You know, I, I kind of, I kind of just like that Tumblr was a place where like. People were nothing except for what they posted on their blog and what they talked about. And so you would just be like, oh, well, fuck, there's Dolphin Fucker 69420 right there. He's been just, he's still on about dolphins. Boy, it's, it's sure is strange, but you go, you go, Dolphin Fucker 69420. You, you, live, your, you live your goddamn heart out. You, 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 you know, you, live your you do it. Dreams. Follow, follow your, your weird dolphin fetish dreams. No, no. Um. Yeah, and I mean that's not to say that you know Tumblr was always like a uh, an amazing place. Like Tumblr has the sa- had the same problems that all social media platforms had, which is to say it never did anything about white supremacy or Nazis, uh, but it did a lot about things that were sensitive to marginalized groups, which was of course always shitty. But that's just how businesses operate; they're just bad. You just can't mm. trust a corporation; it just doesn't mm. work. Which is why people have moved to Mastodon because it's more of a a collectivist uh, social media platform? Question mark. I don't know. I don't think I can ever really use Mastodon. It just doesn't click with me. Um, not in the same way that anything else. It, I think part of the reason is that Mastodon is like horrifyingly ugly to look at. Oh. It looks like TweetDeck, and TweetDeck is not pretty, but it's functional. Mm. Like, I think that's one of the reasons why I never was a huge Reddit user was because it was so like. I mean, it's nice that it's bare bones, but also, like, I'm one of those, like, it has to be aesthetically pleasing to me kind of yeah, people. Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't like the way that Reddit is is formatted or the kind of um, things that it, it does. I visit a handful of Reddits, which is to say I go on the Grand Blue Fantasy Reddit and then Overwatch when there's an event sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's about it. You know, I, I interface with that because... It is a community, it is an easily accessible community where people talk in English about a thing that otherwise I would have trouble finding. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily want to join a Discord group uh, about, like, Grand Blue. I just kind of want to exist looking at things uh, that people are talking about and, and being I, I feel that. into that. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, that's the thing. I don't really know where memes come from anymore. At least not in the capacity that, like, they existed on Tumblr where, like, you would just... Somebody would discover a meme, and then you would just endlessly rehash it for a month, get sick of it, and move on. Um, I mean, the cycles became shorter and shorter. Eventually, it was just like, okay, we did this meme for two weeks. We're, we're kind of done. Um, 
And of course, there is something to be said about the way that memes worked um, as a um, as like kind of a way we consume culture. Uh, mm-hmm. And I use the word consume very purposefully. Um, you know, it is it is a res- it is a result of the way that that we live that we um, you know live in this capitalist society. And like, you're gonna have to deal with me like talking about capitalism a lot because one, it's gonna be the fucking death of us. Uh, two, uh, <laughs> I'm reading actual Marx for class, so it's just kind of in my headspace right now. Um, but it, it is it is important that we we think about um, culture as being consumed. Because we kind of just chew it and spit it out, and we're kind of done with it. Um, because it, that's how capitalism works. It's it's a system of consumption, of infinite expansion and infinite consumption, and mm. eventually those resources will run dry. Um, it's as, not so infinite <laughs> as is seen. As is seen, yeah, right. It's it's it is impossible for infinite expansion to be sustainable. And mm-hmm. I don't know what that means for Tumblr.com. Because it's kind of just over on Tumblr.com. I'm just going to declare that now. Like People still use it. And people still make funny posts on it. But it's, it is nowhere near the quote-unquote golden age that it, it once was. Um, yeah, it, it got consumed. I mean, I mean, yeah, basically. And spat out. <laughs> I mean, people just left for, other, for greener pastures. And I think, I think that's valid. I, I will say the one thing that Tumblr did... That for some reason, Tumblr was such a broken website just all the time. But for some reason, the one thing it never changed that everyone else decided, you know what, we'll change this, was it decided to keep chronological timelines. Twitter, please keep chronological timelines. I don't care about what's quote-unquote hot. I just want to see the goddamn post in order. Like I agree. Uh, Jack Dorsey, I'm going to find you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like be- uh, scrolling through my timeline, right? I'll see some interesting stuff. I'm like, okay, okay. And then, like, it'll be all out of order in terms of time. So I'm like, oh, this was from, like, three days ago. Oh, I'm... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where am I right now? And then the right, next like, thing that I, I see was from, like, a couple hours ago. And I'm like... Uh, <laughs> so I'm late to one thing, and I'm on time for another thing. And it feels like like I would like to see it chronologically. Because, like, I also follow, like, a lot of friends. So I like to keep up with friends, too. And it's like... It doesn't make any sense to be to have it arranged like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we easily could have talked about anything else today, and my my brain just kind of went to Tumblr because it was having thoughts about it, and uh, yeah, like Tumblr. Tumblr is the kind of place we'll probably never see again, and. It was a very important thing to me growing up because that was where a lot of um, a lot of growing up happened on Tumblr for everybody involved. Not everybody involved. Some people never grew up. But for a lot of people, (laughs) for a lot of people, there was a lot of growing up that happened on Tumblr. It was it was it was a part of your formative years, right? And I'm glad that my formative years, for better or for worse, and despite all of the bad shit that also happened, um, I'm glad that what it was was a place where, uh, more than anything else, like the social sciences and literary critique and and these kinds of you know creative endeavors were the things that were were valued. I'm glad yeah. that that was that was the place where I ended up, and not 
Um, not in like red pill Reddit where they're just like, mm, you got to keep your semen inside your body because it gives you power and women are actually just trying to steal it, which is like, okay, oh, all right, no. buddy. All right. I'm just going to, I mean, I'm sure there you know are places what? like that on Tumblr too, but oh, yeah, I mean, it, it yeah, was, absolutely. But yeah. like, you know, uh, the, the majority, um, at least of relevant Tumblr is, is, is quite the opposite. You know, I'm just going to, I'm going to stick with Buzz Lightyear, huge cock saying sometimes, some days you just got to fist fuck yourself raw in the middle of Kmart. You know, they're <laughs> no, right. No, you don't. No. They're, they're completely right. Sometimes you just got to fist fuck yourself raw in the middle no. of Kmart. No, soup. <laughs> It, like, I'm sorry, I don't make the rules. Buzz Lightyear Hugecock said it, That's so it must be true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, that's, I guess, I guess that's it. Abayo, Tumblr. It's been good. Abayo. <laughs> All right, where can we find you on the internet? What are you doing this week? Uh, let's see. I just last weekend finished Yakuza Kiwami 2, finally. Nice. Uh, so this week I will be uh, streaming some art, and then next week Kingdom Hearts three comes out, and then I'll start. Oh, jeez, yeah. I know. So get ready, internet. You're about to be even more bombarded than you already are. You'll probably start being bombarded tomorrow because that's when it releases in Japan. So just uh, I hope you can weather the storm for the next couple of years of Kingdom Hearts. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you can find me on Twitch at SwanDrawn, um, on Instagram at Swan.Drawn, and come hang out if you if you want to see some stuff. There's some there. I got some people that came from our podcast listening <gasps> to it on YouTube and came to oh, my Twitch. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, I don't interface with the YouTube at all. That's your job. I don't that's know anything job. about what happens on YouTube. It's kind of just wild <laughs> over there. I like check. I, I I go to check like the art that you do every week, and then that's kind of it. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what are you up to this week? Uh, you can find me in all places at Literal Soup. I, I, I mean, honestly, like I don't really exist between Tuesday and Thursday because those are those are my class days, and they really really are like very long and they start at 8 a.m but that means i have to get mm-hmm. up earlier to make it by 8 a.m mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. uh yeah it's not amazing um but I- i'll make it through i'm three tenths of the way through so next week is four tenths and that means this is starting <laughs> to look viable um or at the very least i've just kind of locked myself in and there's no there's no avoiding it um it's okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am. Uh, other than school, I'm. Uh, I signed up for a uh, an Overwatch tournament with my friends. We signed up for the um, oh. uh, GGNA, which is the the Get Good NA, uh, which is a tournament put on by uh, Twitch streamer and Overwatch uh, League assistant coach Jane. Um, yeah, so I, I signed up for an Overwatch tournament with some of my other friends, and uh, I don't know. I think it'll be fun. We'll see. We'll see how far we get. We don't have a coach, uh, <laughs> but we just we're just gonna wing it. We're just gonna wing it. Uh, we'll, we'll see if we can <laughs> we can get anywhere. Um, it just means that I have to. I I I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of fun and exciting because I get to do things that are normally not socially acceptable, like practice Genji and. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> That's not socially acceptable. No, it is not. A, it is not socially acceptable to be a Genji main unless your name is Fleta or Huxal or Who Are You or I guess Mangachu or um or AKM. But that's a joke. <laughs> anyway. I, I just said a bunch of things that you won't get, but it's fine. You, um, yeah, you went right over my head. <laughs> it's it's fine. It do just it do just be like that. Uh, <laughs> other than that, I I mean, I I probably have other stuff going on, but honestly, I'm, I'm like so frazzled by the idea of the D and D that I have to go to. Yeah, uh, at least it's on the internet today, so I don't have to leave my house. Uh, but oh. you know, the three D and D sessions I have every week, and uh, mm-hmm. that's in addition to. You know, all the other stuff that I have, including all the reading that I have to do. God, I have to do so much yeah, reading this quarter. Yeah, you have to read and you have to train in Overwatch. And yeah, I have to train in so Overwatch. I got to become the Genji main I was always meant to be, really. Um, but uh, yeah, I I think I think <laughs> that's... Genji main. <laughs> listen, I'm, I normally am a good player. I normally play like tanks, which is like the Really? Well, the oh, hardest. when I was watching you, you were playing Widow. Oh, that's because I was on my uh, my DPS only account. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't need to practice Widowmaker really anymore because my friend is like, he puts more time into it than I do, and and as a result, he's probably just going to be better than I am. So I'm just going to practice hits uh, or projectile instead of hit scan. So okay. I, thus, I am the Genji main uh, resident Genji okay. main. Anyway. Uh yeah, whatever whatever is the case, if anything else happens, I'll probably tell you about it uh next time we record and I no, oh, actually one more thing. Um so one my, more thing. One more thing. So, uh <laughs> my friend said that she has a friend who makes sourdough bread, so I'm going to take some starter from him <gasps> and make some bread. Uh Wait, what happened to Steve? Steven? Uh, yeah, my sister killed Steven. <gasps> what happened? <laughs> Oh, uh, I, it's a whole, it's a whole thing, Randy. We'll talk about it next time. Uh, I'll tell oh you, if, my God. I'll tell you if I have, I'll tell you if I have bread murder, next time. The all you have to know, murder. all you have to know, well, no, it's just the first murder. Uh, I just didn't start the fourth one. Um, uh, the yeah. fourth one? <laughs> no, well, okay. So, so my sister killed Stephen the third. I just didn't oh bother God. to start Stephen the fourth. Oh my God. Anyway. Um, yeah, uh, our opening music was, uh, like last time, um, a love letter from you by desire from the album plastic, whatever, which we've modified slightly to fit our podcast. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess we'll see you next time, whenever, whenever that is. And, and hopefully it is not too late to talk about the, uh, for the winter season i almost said fall well that's like on the other outside of the year <laughs> um uh, but but yeah i oh before i forget uh friday is going to be the the day that we release the podcast uh from now on at least for the foreseeable future and uh yes because it just works better for my schedule i can't do anything on wednesday like it it would be physically impossible for me unless we recorded really early and then edited it really early. And like, what are the chances of that happening? It's like zero. Yeah. Uh, I love yeah, the podcast, so... but I'm also just a lazy bastard. Um, <laughs> oh, it's fine. We, we can move it around for your schedule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so it'll be on Fridays, uh, mm-hmm. more or less every other week, but we might have some allowances for certain weeks, depending like we might 
and I, I strongly, I strongly say might have an episode next week. Yeah. So yeah, it'll yeah. be Fridays on our. Tw- it'll be released on our website and our Twitter, and YouTube is still going to be on Mondays. So right. Be yeah. sure. Be sure to. Um, be sure to like you know check out our, our Twitter page at literal. Uh, no, that's me. That's me at literal. That's Soup. you. Uh, at <laughs> How absolute. Dare you? At absolute cast. Um, check out our YouTube because Randy makes uh, amazing videos and. Um, no. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're focused. Uh, okay, I think it's finally time to announce that we're working on a Discord server, so uh, we can cobble that together, oh. uh, make that functional, and then pass it off to the public so that they can they can all join and talk about our podcast if they really want to. Which yeah, I mean, I'm suspecting to, is like, like one or two people, stuff. but you know what? It's fine. That's just how it is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, thank thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. We we do thank this you. for you. <laughs> we we do this for you. Uh huh. Chance. I totally thought you were going to reference the the fisting again, but oh <laughs> uh, yeah, glad you, went with you know chance. what? That's that's a good one too. That's a good one too. <laughs> no, it's not. Don't forget to fist fuck yourself, Ron, in the middle of Kmart. <laughs> <laughs>